Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Thursday, March 24th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And, of course, we are going live on YouTube today because we want to get out some of these uh, wonderful... Uh, whatever you'd like to call the the Sweet 16 picks. Because we got Sweet 16 games tonight, man. And uh, and we might just start doing this live because I do miss the chat. I, I do miss being able to interact. So we'll we'll see what goes on with that. We'll see if this is a good time and whatnot. But uh, if not, we'll just keep doing it the way that we've been doing it. You know, we'll see how things go. But uh, but with that said, Chris, first off, how's your day been, brother? Uh, Good, busy, crazy, but good. <laughs> I feel you there. We uh we get to talk about Tua today. We get to talk about the Dolphins. I'm excited about that. We're going to talk some Big 12 expansion. We're going to talk about uh, new logos for SEC teams, etc. Lots of things. And Chris, at the end of this, uh, I've got to get your dating advice for a guy that is on VolQuest. I'm going to read it off to you. I'm I'm curious your thoughts, but we have got much right. to discuss. So let's uh let's go ahead and dive into. The college basketball picks. Of course, we have Sweet 16 games tonight. If you're listening to the podcast, it might be after those games are done. But there are games on Friday, so we will discuss those as well. But we're going to kind of run through these. Not a whole lot of breakdowns, whatever. But, uh, but Chris, we will go game by game on these to see exactly, uh, you know, what our picks are on these as far as the spread goes. And if you got any over-under plays, all that kind of stuff. So, first, Thursday night, of course, tonight... We are starting off with Arkansas and Gonzaga. Now, the Bulldogs are favored by 10 over the Razorbacks. The total is 154 and a half. I, I'm going to roll with Arkansas on this, and I'm going to take the under because I think Arkansas is going to slow this thing down. Uh, Gonzaga, it's been shown that they can be slowed down, and I think Arkansas has got enough athletes. So, so give me your thoughts here. You, uh, which way are you rolling? Yeah, I like Arkansas, and this is the only game I actually have a feel for the total on and it's the under as well 
Um, so I, I think Arkansas keeps it close. I think there's a shot Arkansas can win this game. I think so as well. That 10 points was kind of crazy to me. Um, all of my different stats I, had it closer to like seven. I, I think this is an overreaction for how poorly the SEC looked. And, and this is a um, Gonzaga played the greatest game, I think, so far in the tournament against Memphis. And the whole world watched it and was like, wow, that was incredible. And uh, then they saw how pathetic that the SEC looked. I think that's the overreaction. Arkansas to play here. I like the under because I think in order for them to cover, they better go under. Okay. Okay. I can get down with that. Uh, next one up, Michigan against Villanova. Villanova is a five-point favorite. 135 is the total. Uh, I think five may just be too many points here. Michigan has been playing really well once they've gotten into the tournament. Hunter Dickinson could be a matchup problem for Villanova. Uh, I do like Colin Gillespie quite a bit. I like Dickerson. I like uh, I like a lot of different things that, uh, that Villanova's got going on, but I think five just may be too much. This seems like it could be down to the last possession. Uh, don't forget, Michigan got talent. So I'm, I'm going to take the Wolverines to cover the five. I think they got a shot to win the game, and I think this goes over the 135. I think both of these teams can so, score. So, so I, like I said, I, I'm staying away from all other totals. But I will tell you this. I believe Michigan either wins this game outright or they don't cover. And here's the reason why. Basketball stops being basketball at the end of the game. And when you start fouling, if they are behind playing catch-up and trying to get a lead or trying to get the game back, that's when you start the foul game. Uh, you're not going to win the game doing that with Villanova. Villanova's going to hit the free throws. Villanova's going to win the basketball game. And then that's going to make a three-point game a seven-point game. Um, and, and and so I, I think Michigan – I like Michigan. I think Michigan wins the game. I will have money on the money line. Um, but I don't think the point spread is going to matter. I think if Nova's win, Nova's going to go. Okay, okay. I could I could totally see that. Totally see that. Next one on the board, Texas Tech and Duke. And this one is a pick 'em. It was Texas Tech favored by one. Uh, it has since yeah. moved down. Uh, one thirty-six and a half is the total here. I like this one to go over the one thirty-six. I know that's crazy thinking about you know it, the fact that Texas Tech plays crazy defense, but there's just so much love on Texas Tech right now, and and this is still a really good Duke team. Uh, my numbers say that this should be Duke favored by a point. I I'm gonna trust them. Like, this is one of my better plays, but I, I think Duke can find a way to pull this one out. So I'm going to go against the grain here and go that direction. Nah, night-night, Coach K. The saga's <laughs> over. Story's going to end. And uh, Texas Tech, moving on. There you go. There you go. All right, and finally, last one on Thursday night. Houston against Arizona. The Wildcats are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is 146-and-a-half. This is another one of those. A lot of love for the lower-seeded team. Houston getting a ton of love after beating Illinois last week. I I, I feel weird about it. I am going to go Houston. My numbers actually say Houston. I think everybody's numbers uh, really are saying Houston. Houston still number two at Ken Palm. Arizona is number three. You look over at Bartovic, uh, they say that Houston should win this game based on like the last month of the season. They think that Houston should win the game by like four or five points at just feels kind of crazy to me. Uh, you know, I mean, if Kirk Creasa plays as bad as he did uh, on Sunday night against TCU, then yeah, obviously. I just don't know that we're going to see that bad of a game from Arizona again. So I, I'm still going to roll Houston, and I'm going to roll with the under 
146 and a half because I don't think Arizona has seen anything like this all year. But uh, but give me your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm I'm with the Cougars. They're my favorite team left in this tournament. Um, I, they're my pick to win it right now. Um, and 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 so uh, Kelvin Sampson's got these guys uh, believing. They're tough. They're dogs. Uh, I, I just I just think it's a different style of basketball than than you know these blue bloods have seen all year long. Uh, when you play a team with a bunch of guys that are that long, that athletic, and the whole world has told them they don't belong, and they've got a coach in there that is just physically mindset it on we're going to we're going to take the will for you to play away, and we're going to make this game so physical and so dominating. I, I think they're going to struggle. I don't think they're going to like playing that style of basketball in Arizona, and 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 I. If I had to pick a total here, I would go under because I don't think Arizona's going to respond well to this kind of defense. They've got the link to really cause some problems at Arizona. Yeah, no, you you were not wrong on that. Let's uh, let's move to the Friday games. We've got four more to pick. St. Peter's against Purdue. The Peacocks are, of course, the Cinderella of the tournament. And Purdue is a 12.5-point favorite here. Now, this is a team in St. Peter's. Number. Oh, it's huge. That's it's huge. Um, but if you had told me a month ago that these two teams were playing, I probably would have taken Purdue minus like 20. So, I mean, that's a, that's what it looked like in early February. Uh, but now, of course, 12 and a half. The total is 133 and a half. I, I'm going to roll St. Peter's just because of the way that they have been playing, not just in the NCAA tournament, but leading up to the tournament. To get through uh, their conference tournament, they played insanely well. I... I really feel like they can keep this thing relatively close if they can play a little bit of defense on Purdue. If Purdue's shots are not falling, then they are in serious trouble. But I, I, I like St. Peter's. I still think there's no way that Purdue loses this game. But and we have lost Chris. I don't know what happened. Let's try him back. Let's try him back. Um, but yes, I I hey. like... All right, there we go. We got you back. Yeah, All the right. other call was still going. I don't know. That's weird. That is strange. It said call failed. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, Either you way, beat in on me. So I I like. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I like here. Yeah, go I ahead. I like St. I think if you're, if if you're Dan Wessel has the best take on Purdue whatsoever. Uh, if you're from Lafayette, he, he refuses to say that they're from West Lafayette <laughs> because Lafayette's not big enough to to have a West Lafayette. Um, it, it, it's one of my favorite takes he has. Uh, if you're from the Purdue area, you're a Purdue fan, that's great. That's fine. Outside of that, if you're willing to lay 12 points against the darlings of the tournament, I don't I don't want to associate with you. We can't be friends. All right? This is, that is a character flaw that I don't want to have anything to do with. All right? Like, you don't have to believe that the Cinderella can win it all. You don't have to believe that they can even win this game. But to think that Cinderella gets here and gets their ass whipped, I can't abide by that, okay? And so it might happen. I might lose this bet. It'll be one of many bets I've lost in my life. But I, I just, there's no way on earth I would ever own a ticket at Purdue minus 12 and a half. It's just, just not in me to do that. It's just not. I can, I can understand that. I, can I wouldn't understand want to that. be in the room with somebody who owned that ticket. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some papers, okay? I'm, I'm going to be the Gestapo here. I'm going to need to see a diploma or a check where you paid for somebody's diploma from the University of Purdue. I'm going to need to see, like, like the, 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 the whatever, the, the 
Ancestry.com of you being related to Buzz Austin, right? Like, I'm going to need to see some information here for, for why you're picking this pick. Uh, Matt jumped in on the YouTube chat. He said, that's all there is in Lafayette. He said, basketball and corn. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's not big enough to have a West Lafayette. That's the, Agreed. That's the whole stick. Agreed. Uh, I, I do like the over 133 and a half. I do think that Purdue cannot play defense, and they can light it up. Oh, yeah. I think Jaden Ivey is going to be awesome. Um, this is going to be a fun game to watch Yeah. if, if St. Peter's can fill the bucket. If St. Peter's can score, we're going to get a fun basketball game because you're going to have two teams that can score. One is a, was an absolute Cinderella darling. And, and so that, that'll make this game fun for the visual. I think so as well. Uh, I do like St. Peter's plus the 12 and a half, and I'm going to take the over on that. Now, Providence against Kansas. Kansas, a seven and a half point favorite, total of 141 and a half. The metrics hate Providence for the most part. They have all season. This is, according to Ken Palm and according to uh, Evan Maya and a bunch of other analytic guys, Providence is the luckiest team in this tournament. And it's not close because they have had so many close wins all year. They've only lost five times this year. But. Even with the analytics not liking Providence, I still kind of like them in this game. They have got a bunch of old dudes on their team. They do not go down without a fight. I love basketball teams that are insanely experienced and, and that have those junkyard dogs that we've been talking about, like with Houston. That's yeah. kind of what we got here. I, I think Providence can win the game outright, and so I will certainly take the 7.5, and, a half and, uh, and I'm going to go with the over. Uh, over 141.5 on this. I, I think we're going to see a lot of buckets here. Well, I'm going to take the, the seven and a half. I'm going to take Providence because that's my kind of team, right? Listen, listen you, you see my face? It's, my face is supposed to be on the screen. You don't get a face like that without being lucky, all right? Listen, <laughs> you're just born lucky. And and I, I don't I don't punish people for that. Listen, this is this is the kind of thing. They're tough. And, and here's the thing. This is a bet against Kansas. I don't like their ass. I'm never going to. There's nothing the Jayhawks can ever do to make me find them appealing at all. And, and so this is just a, I, I, I am going to wish for misery for them and all of their ill. Yeah, I could, uh, I could totally understand that. Which, by the way, looking at this lineup, I mean, could, could CBS and Turner have scripted this any better other than to include Kentucky? I mean, you've got the one, the one Cinderella. But other than that, you've got Purdue, you've got Kansas, you've got UCLA, North Carolina, you've got Duke on the other side, you've got Gonzaga, you've got oh, I'm, Michigan. I'm going to bet there's some people at CBS. That, that the last game on this docket, uh, no no offense to the good people of Iowa State and, and Miami, they could care less about that. Well, of course. Like, that game, that game, nobody will be watching. That would, is one would, of those, anybody, wow. would anybody have cared if it was Wisconsin and Auburn, though? Uh, yeah, you would, you would get the South in there. See, Miami's yeah. not South. True. So, so I disagree with that. You'd get a huge section of the South. That's a valid Miami, point. Miami, you're not getting that. And, and, and Iowa, I would say you're not getting that. The state of Iowa. So, yeah, you, no. you got a point. You got a point. We got two more games. Let's go ahead and knock this out. North Carolina against UCLA. UCLA is a two and a half point favorite. Total, again, 141 and a half. Uh, look, the way that North Carolina has been playing for the last like three weeks, four weeks. Since they, the Duke game? Well, since before that, really. Uh, since they lost to Pittsburgh, they are a top five team in the country analytically. Like they are unbelievable. Wow, they found I didn't it. realize they Oh yeah, they turned it, they turned it on. Uh, and without uh, you know UCLA, 
Looks like Jaime Jaquez might be playing, but he's had ankle injuries all year. Who knows how effective he's going to be? Uh, Mick Cronin came out and said that today. He's like, yeah, he's going to push through it. He's going to try and go, but we don't know what he's going to be like on the floor. So that could be uh, a pretty big issue. I, I'm i going to go to North Carolina. UCLA is my pick in my bracket on this, but I'm, I'm going to take North Carolina plus the two and a half and hope that it's just a – you know, last second kind of game. I mean, North Carolina already went to overtime once against Baylor. I, I think this one could be very similar to that. Uh, and the 141 and a half, like my numbers have this going kind of well over that. I'm I'm a little shocked that uh, that that's what it is. But, you know, I'll, uh, I'll take it. I mean, my numbers have this closer to uh, like a, a 145 spread or 145 total. So I'm I'm gonna go over, but uh, but what are your thoughts on North Carolina and UCLA? Uh, this is the hardest game for me to pick out of all of the whole the whole list. Um, it's one of the closest spreads, you know, out, outside of a few of those or of the you know, game earlier. Um, I think I'm gonna go with you. I think I'm gonna go with Tar Heels. Uh, I've probably changed my mind every time I've thought about this or been asked about this thing, um, you know, since since Sunday and. Uh, as of right now, I'm going to lean towards Cardinals. It makes sense. Think about this. Uh, think about all the different coaches that have come in first or second year. It kind of started to catch fire in February, somewhere around there, and and ended up making you know a deep tournament run. Right? We've we've seen this before. I mean, Kevin Ollie did it at, at UConn. We've seen these guys have this happen. Uh, it would not shock me. It's not like North Carolina hadn't had talent. They just hadn't been able to piece it all together. So and now we know UCLA has had talent, but they've just kind of they've just kind of gone through the season. Maybe now that it's tournament time, I think this is going to be a fun, fun matchup. Finally, we'll get to the last one: Iowa State and Miami. Miami, a one and a half point, fa- or sorry, two and a half point favorite. Excuse me. Uh, the total is one thirty three on this. I think Miami's got too many guards. I think they are just way better than Iowa State. Iowa State, I think, kind of got lucky to be here, and I know that teams hate to hear that, but. Uh, Wisconsin's point guard went out in the first like ten minutes of the game. Uh, you didn't have a great game from Johnny Davis. I don't. I don't think he was actually one hundred percent healthy in that game. I. I just. I don't think Iowa State is that good. They haven't played that well so far this year. I. I do think Miami has kind of turned this thing on. I like Miami a lot at minus two and a half here. Uh, my numbers don't necessarily say that, but that's the way that I'm going to go. And um, I'm going to take the under uh, one thirty three. Like I think it's going to be low scoring because I don't think Iowa State can score. That's uh that's just the the feel that I've got on this. This could be, you know, a, a seventy to you know fifty five kind of game. And that's that's what I'm looking for. I think Miami kind of blows them out. What do you think? Well, if the last game was the game that I didn't care or, or didn't have a feeling for, um, and, and really have an answer for, this is the game I just do not care about. Um, I I kind of going into the tournament now. I could be dead wrong about this Miami team. I kind of went into the tournament thinking neither one of these teams were very good. I had them both getting beat game one. Okay. I cannot like, believe you know, I just, that you don't care about this game. TJ Otzelberger against Jim Laranega? I mean, what are we yeah. talking about? This is a this uh, is a coaching matchup for generations, my friend. This that, they, People will look fine. back on... <laughs> I, I, that's fine. I don't... I just, I'm trying hard to sell do, it. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I actually, actually, really like Coach Jim Laranega a lot. I, it's just that the players on this team just don't matter to me at all. Like they just, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't fallen in love with it. Now I don't 
watch a lot of college basketball. Okay, this is not my sport. Oh yeah, yeah. I love sense. the tournament. I get in when the conference tournament starts, and nobody caught my eye with either of these teams during the conference runs. Nobody's caught my eye since. I, I you know, it just is what it is. I, I'll take. I mean, I guess I'd take the points just just because I don't care, and I don't think either of these teams are really good. I don't think either of these teams should have made it a six sweet sixteen. They did. Congratulations to them. Whoever's getting a head start, I'll take that. That makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, guy to watch out for Miami, Charlie Moore. He's on like his sixth team in eight seasons. I mean, it's it's bananas how far. I, I think he started at TCU with Jamie Dixon and then went to California. And then I think he went somewhere else for a little bit, maybe Kansas or something like that. And now he's ended up at Miami. I mean, he has been all over the place. Like, it is absurd. But he is a grizzled veteran guard. And, uh, and he's been really good. He's been really good for Miami uh, after about, like, mid-December. So keep an eye on him. That'll be the one to watch. All right. That'll do it for Sweet 16 picks and whatnot. Of course, we'll have Elite Eight and all that kind of stuff going on over the weekend. We won't be here to make those picks, but we will recap it going into the Final Four. So stay tuned with us, uh, I guess, next Monday or Tuesday, whenever we end up doing the show. So, Chris, we have got to talk about Tyreek Hill. (laughs) He is being traded, or has been traded, from the Kansas City Chiefs over to the Miami Dolphins, and we got a lot to talk about with this. Um... Because you and I kind of go back and forth on Tua Tungavaloa, the quarterback for the Dolphins. This was uh, five draft picks that the Dolphins gave up. A 2022 first rounder, number 29 overall. A second rounder, number 50 overall. And a fourth rounder this year. And uh, in 2023, they're giving up a fourth and a sixth. And it's a four-year, $120 million contract. $72.2 million of it is guaranteed now, the Chiefs thought that they had this thing kind of wrapped up. They, they felt really good about negotiations until the Devontae Adams deal got done. And Drew Rosenhaus said that, hey, this like everything changed. When, when that deal got done, well, we came back to the table and said, yo, we got to have more. Because if that guy's going to get that, I got to get paid. And I understand it completely, but I'm curious your thoughts on, on what this means, one, for the Chiefs, and two for the Dolphins, and, and I'm going to get a statement ready because McKinnon wanted me to, to read something on the air, but I'm going to let you give your thoughts first. Um, I Okay, so for the Chiefs, I, I think we're about to see a world where Patrick Mahomes looks more like a regular quarterback and not like a superhero. Uh, we, we never gave the amount of appropriate credit to the loaded roster that he was giving, not only roster-wise, but also coaching-wise, which he still has that massive advantage. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and and not that he's not crazy talented, not that he's not an unbelievable quarterback, but he is a product of a massive system. And I've always said, if he was drafted in Washington, his name would not be as big as it is, and he would not be getting $500 million contract. Um. You know, and, and that's just, he's just a product of, of those things. And he's done everything he's supposed to do in those situations to succeed uh, around around that. That's fine. That's good. That's well. No problem. Um, Tyreek Hill's a big part of that. The last couple of years, not maybe not years, this past year, I'll say that. Travis Kelsey has not been the superhero Travis Kelsey that he's always been. You're right. And if those people who've always said, 
you know, oh, he's him in his prime is better than Gronk in his prime. Well, brother, we about to find out because Gronk got to play with a bunch of guys that were potato cans, okay? All right? Julian Edelman, little old Mighty Mouse, was the best receiver on that roster along with Gronk. And then there was 50 feet of crap for the next guy, okay? So we're going to find out. And, and there's still a bunch of talent. Nico Harbin got a ton of talent. Juju Smith got there. That's fine. But I, I just I just think I just think this is more a this is tough for the Chiefs. Okay. Not not that it's a rebuild, but but their offense is going to look more like a normal offense in my opinion. Oh yes. Up. Yes. I, I 100% agree. Uh, I do think that this is why you do not see a bunch of dynasties in the NFL. I mean, it's yep. it, players are going to move. Period. It is when when people when he won his first one and everyone started doing what they did with Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, they did what they did. All these quarterbacks. How many he gonna get? How many? Let's just start counting them up. Let's just start chalking up championships. And I tried to tell everybody, just be real careful, okay? Because what that young man did up in New England ain't never been done before, and I just do not believe it's ever going to happen again. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Uh, Matt said, how much is Mahomes going to drop in production with getting married to that craziness? And Matt said he saw Juju and Jackson doing the TikTok dances and threw the deuces out the door. Uh, I, I really, like, I think it was money. I think it was just mostly money, and Kansas City could not afford to keep him along with all of the other stuff that they have to do to rebuild this team. Like, I really think that's what it was. Uh, McKinnon sent me a... Note, he asked that I please read this on the show. Uh, he said, I know the overwhelming majority of Chiefs' kingdom is pretty heartbroken. Tyreek will forever be the best Chiefs wide receiver in franchise history and one of the best in NFL history. I truly wish him nothing but the best. All that said, Veach was not about to pay an almost 30-year-old wide receiver $30 million a year, especially considering his biggest asset is speed, which does nothing but decline when you get to this stage of life. The Chiefs took a chance on him originally and stuck by him when he got in trouble a few years ago. If there's any team that deserved a team-friendly deal, it's Kansas City. He will do great in Miami, but there's pretty high chance his days of winning like he did in Kansas City are done. Uh, Veach is famous for dropping our favorite folks for younger talent that's a lot cheaper. Uh, he should be proud of this. Kansas City just did one of the most patriot things I've ever seen. They're truly trying to build a dynasty of sorts, and Bill and the Pats would have never done this deal with Tyreek. The hall Kansas City got allows for us to build for the future, and there are very few teams who are, as, uh, who are as good at drafting as Kansas City is. Hill cannot be replaced one-to-one, but I trust Andy to find a new scheme for whoever he gets via trade, draft, or free agency. Next year's going to hurt, but it'll get better. Plus, this frees up over $20 million in space. I hate losing Hill, but this is how successful organizations stay successful. I don't think he's wrong about this, by the way. Uh, and it's something that I told him. I said, look, the money that you're going to save by not having Tyreek Hill on the roster is going to be spent in other areas. The areas that needed to be shored up anyway. If Mahomes yeah. is as good as they say he is, then this won't make a difference. You can bring in sure. somebody else, and he will recreate a good wide receiver. So the question sure. that we're going to find out this year is, is, is was it Tyreek Hill? Yeah, was it Tyreek Hill or was it Mahomes? Like, which one That's was right. it? So now we head over to the Dolphins. If you're Tua Tungvaloa, you got no more excuses after this year. And I know that that's tough to say. I understand that. But we've been talking about him for a couple of why years that, now. Hang on. Go ahead. Why is that, why is that tough to say? Well, uh, uh, there are a lot of people in the NFL that, that don't want to just pin it on, like, one season. I know that's a lot of pressure on a quarterback and whatnot. But I think – Oh, fuck uh, those people. 
rebuilding the offensive line. You gotta get. Right, exactly. You gotta get, Gary. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you if you this is what I've said for a long time, okay? This is what I've said for a long time. If you have to have a super team for you to be good, then you're not good. Okay? That's it. That's the truth. And I think that's what we're gonna find out about Mahomes as well. when, When all these other people start crying. Aaron Rodgers cry. Oh, I don't have this. No, I don't have that. The boys in New England never had that. Eli Manning never had that. He won two Super Bowls. You won one. True. Okay? Now, nobody in the world would say Eli's better than, than, than Aaron. Well, why the hell not? Look at the talent he won Super Bowls with, and look at the talent Aaron Rodgers has had. Okay? It's, it's completely different. Not even different. close. If you have to have a super team, then you're not good. Plenty of guys have won with super teams yeah. that aren't good. Trent Dilfer, not good. You know, <laughs> Brad Johnson, not good. Last quarterback, not great. Got championships, okay? Well, Russell Wilson wasn't good yet when he got his. Like, he was he was all right, but it was, was, was the defense. He was pretty dynamic. He was pretty dynamic. He was dynamic, I'll but give, he, was, Russell his. he was not this. They did not win that with their well, offense. But this, is, but this is my frustration. This is my argument is, is if you have to have a super team, and that Chiefs team has been a super team. This Dolphins team now, that talent-wise, from an offensive perspective, they're a super team. He better be good. He better be a whole lot better than good. Oh yeah, no, they they should this be is put up or shut up. Yeah, they should be really, really good. Uh, Taron Armstead from the Saints, of course, they brought over a couple other offensive linemen. Working on uh, J.C. Treader from the Browns. I mean, they still got stuff that they're working on. Cedric Wilson brought over in uh, in free agency. Uh, Mike Gesicki. The tight end, they uh, they tagged him. Um, they added Chase Edmonds, running back out of uh, the Cardinals, and Raheem Mostert. I mean, they have got speed for days on this team. They, they've got everything that you could possibly need to be able to win. So now, if you're Tua, you better go win. You better do something. Like, this is... They have done... Now, let me ask you this. Do you think this is a bit of uh, an overreaction for... Uh, the Dolphins franchise after everybody accused them of tanking from a few years ago, right? Where they had the well, accusations from Brian Flores about they paid me $100,000 per loss and blah, 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 blah. Like, do you think maybe this is them going, hey, uh, we weren't trying to lose? Obviously, look. Look at all the money we're spending. Well, well, hang on. You, that doesn't, no, because that doesn't, that argument doesn't hold water. Like, like, you know, I wasn't trying to lose four years ago. Look at look at how good I'm doing now today. Like that, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, no, you can't use that argument. They're not using an argument. That that's dumb. They're trying to win because they're at the point where they got to win. That's, they, that's I'm it. with you. That's the only thing they're doing. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Let's uh, let's move off of that. Let me uh, let me go and knock out some reads right quick. Uh, WinningCuresEverything.com. That is the website. Go and check it out. Everything you need to know about us, you can find over there. All the different segments from the show, the podcast, uh, where to follow us, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to go ahead and tell you where to do that, by the way. The podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, do that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, if they have a review feature, go ahead and use it. I know Apple Podcasts does. I know Spotify does. You can leave a five-star review. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a written review. We will read it on the show. I'm going to start reading those on uh, the beginning of next week's show. So we'll go ahead and knock that out. Uh, YouTube, go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed there as well. You can catch the live show over there. And also, 
Uh, you can see all the different clips and segments. If we post anything up, basketball picks, anything like that, anything extra will go on the YouTube page. So go ahead and do that. Uh, of course, uh, the people that are in the chat, etc. we appreciate you guys. So jump in there and make sure and jump into the comments. That helps us out as well. Let me give a shout out to our biggest markets right now in the past month on YouTube and in our podcast, Chicago. Number one market by a mile. It is not even close. Uh, Atlanta comes in second. Dallas, Houston, and then Orlando is number five. I found this very strange. The only southern market that we've really got uh, a huge stronghold in is Atlanta. Like, we've got Birmingham and New Orleans and da-da-da-da, but those are, like, further down the list. I was kind of surprised by that. So Dallas, Houston, Orlando, Atlanta, and Chicago. We appreciate you guys. If you want to see more of my smiling mug and more of my beautiful, sultry voice, you can do that over at BetUSTV.com. Go ahead and check that out. Now... Let's dive into the other topics of the day. Chris, Mike Gundy, the Oklahoma State head coach, decided to get the wheels turning again. And everybody knows how much we enjoy this. Realignment might be coming sooner than anybody expected for the Big 12 again. Now, they've already taken BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF from the AAC, but Mike Gundy said that he believes that the Big 12 is not done expanding. He said... In a conversation with Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman, he said, we could be at 14 very easily five years from now from what I'm hearing. He said, I think that there is strength in numbers. When you watch this thing, the Big 12 has always had some issues because people would say there's only 10 members. He said, I think there's strength in numbers. Now, I'm speaking out of turn here because Bowlesby didn't tell me this. When I just read between the lines and listen to what people say, including him, even though he's not speaking directly to the subject, there is strength in numbers. When you have numbers, it allows you to be a little more diversified in what you do. So I would not be surprised if we were at 14 in five years. Now, we talked last week on the show about the different options, the different G5 powerhouses that could emerge now that BYU, Cincy, etc. are gone from the G5. If they are looking to bring in two more to move up to 14, who are your top two targets? I mean, I'd really want Memphis, but that's a selfish thing. I don't know that the Big 12 wants Memphis. Um, but Memphis makes a lot of sense now that the, the landscape has shifted, right? I'll tell you this. Memphis's biggest issue right now is their facilities, but they are working on that. Now, I don't know what they're going to do about the football facility, right? The Liberty Bowl is, is – we're from Memphis. We love the Liberty Bowl. But the Liberty Bowl is incredibly outdated. It is oversized for what Memphis no, does, etc. Don't speak for me. I don't love the Liberty Bowl. Okay, <laughs> it's a shithole, Gary. It is. It's a it bomb is. shelter. It's just a giant form of concrete. It is. It really is. Got great sight lines. It's great for the bowl game, I guess. But you know, at, an on-campus stadium would be significantly better. Uh, the basketball stuff is good. Like, obviously, a brand-new basketball facility. So, that's I think that's Memphis's biggest hang-up. Uh, they are a Carnegie R1 university now, so that helps as far as academics go. But uh, but outside of Memphis, let's let's stay off of Memphis. We've got a couple other uh, – excuse me, a couple other options. Uh, Boise State was in the running the last go-round. Yeah. But as far as location goes, I mean, they are nowhere near. Memphis would at least be a bridge to Cincinnati and UCF. I, I don't know what Boise brings as far as location goes. Uh, a- athletically, yes, it fits perfectly. But, 
But that's uh, that's my biggest well, thing. I mean, but there. hang on, does that give you what you want? Though, I mean, like they're in West Virginia. I mean, Jesus, how far away is that from some? Agreed. But I, I, I wonder, okay. people that are in the Big Twelve, I wonder if they would have done that West Virginia deal over again. Well, but but they've done it. My uh, question agreed. is this: Do you go get a team out west like that because it gives you a it gives you a platform out there? Is it nice to play a few games in that West Coast timeline? You know, maybe you get a couple of, you know, ESPN night games where you're the only game going at 9 p.m. Uh, possibly. possibly. And we know that Boise was big enough to, to get a deal with some of the big games on CBS over the past couple of years. So, you know, the brand does matter. Uh, the other names that I've got written down here, SMU... Uh, but do you want to continue? I mean, if you want to keep going with that Southwest footprint, the way that you uh, the Southwest Conference, uh, if you want to yeah, try and get all that together, the state of Texas, yeah, you know that would be fine. Like y'all, the SEC has the two big boy schools, and we'll take all the rest. Yeah, I mean, that, and that could work. Uh, Colorado State, Air Force, and South Florida. I've got written down. I I think it really comes down to Boise, Memphis, and SMU. Like I, that's that's what I truly believe that they'll end up doing if they do take two more to move up to fourteen. Uh, you go to sixteen, and I mean, my God, like you you could be looking at any number of schools, like you could be stealing from the Sun Belt. So yeah, <laughs> you uh you got a feel on uh, on anybody else? Like would would SMU well, make more no sense? Feel, but I will, I will comment on I will comment on Gundy's comment. I think okay. Gundy's right, and yeah. I think Gundy he was asked a question, he he gave an answer. It, there are strength in numbers. There's a reason they're doing this bullshit weird alliance thing, and 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 I think they know that. And if they can get – the bigger they can be, the better they will be. Yeah, I, I tend to believe – The more power yeah. and influence they will have. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Chris, did you see Vanderbilt's new logo? I did. I did. I like it, actually. You like it. Okay, I, I was not as big a fan of it, uh, and I will tell you why. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't love it, but, I mean, you know, it didn't bother it's, me. I thought it was cool. It's, it's a gold okay. version of Villanova's white and blue V. It, it, you look at it, it's almost the exact same font. It's clean. It's slick. It's definitely that. It is definitely that. You know, Virginia's got, like, the big orange V that they use. Um, I don't know, man. I, I really like the star that they had before. But I, everybody else has been, you know, kind of revamping their logos and doing new stuff and whatnot. Yeah, and Vanderbilt so never did. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have like an anchor because you know they do the anchor down stuff. I, I was I was a yeah, little shocked. I, well, I think they were going for like a minimalist like look. Like that's why they got rid of the star. That's why they got rid of all the extra crap. Is just just going with a cool looking V. Yeah, and having and of course like there's not a lot of teams that that have the gold and black, I guess. I mean, there's Purdue. Uh, and there's, you know, here and there, there's a couple more. Uh, Notre Dame, of course, known for the, the golden domes. But I, I do like the uh, I do like the gold and the black. You know, I mean, I still like the color scheme. I just, yeah. I, I'm wondering what the helmets are going to look like. Like just a big V on the side. Like, <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll look, I'm sure it'll look, and I'm sure it'll look good, by the way. I think, it, I think it's going to look really good. I mean, here's hoping. Here's hoping. I mean, it, I I was that was one of the ones that I really liked, and may, maybe it's just because I'm getting older and I like some of the more classic stuff. Uh, hopefully, it'll look all right. We'll see. 
we'll see what ends up happening with that. Uh, let's let's talk about Arch Manning for just a minute. Now, talks with Georgia are are picking up steam here. Uh, Georgia football. Uh, Arch has has visited multiple times. The family seems to love it in Athens, etc. Uh, article from Dawn of the Dog said this past weekend, Georgia football hosted five-star quarterback Arch Manning and many other recruits as the dogs are in full recruiting mode while spring practice hits week two. He said uh, the visit went well for the number one overall prospect. Uh, with this visit going well, they said, it's safe to say the dogs are the team to beat when it comes to landing the next Manning quarterback. Even with a quarterback room full of talent, which that's up for debate, I suppose, Georgia needs Manning because he is elite and could be the next great college football player to have his famous last name. Head coach Kirby Smart and offensive coordinator Todd Munkin have built a great relationship with Manning. They've gone to his basketball games and now have him back on campus after coming for a game back in September. Uh, It's his first visit to Athens since the fall, and he waited until his basketball season was done to start making more. Um, I, you know, all the people around Arch Manning that that are speaking which is his high school head coach, et cetera, have told everybody, like, he really likes Georgia. Do you think Georgia is really the team to beat for Arch Manning? I got no idea. Jesus, <laughs> I don't know what's inside this kid's head. Wait, uh, tell me this. If you were Arch Manning, uh, would Georgia be one of the ones on, on – uh, how about this? Would Georgia be the team to beat for you? Because I think it no. might be for me. No, not close. Like, not, because even, not even a little bit. It seems that he is down to Texas, but he Alabama, and Georgia. Georgia. Eh. Like, like you can't ask me that because I don't like Georgia. True, but I, I mean, how does how does that make sense to ask that question? Uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, I'm talking about you getting into his head, not him getting into your head. Like, <laughs> well, but I just told you I don't know what's in his head. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he likes. I don't know what matters to him. Well, I'll tell you this. A lot of people uh, assumed that David Cutcliffe was going to end up as an analyst on one of these on one of these teams, right? Georgia, Alabama, or Texas. And David Cutcliffe ain't being that. Uh, he was named the SEC Special Assistant to the Commissioner for Football Relations, which I, I found... No idea what that job does. Who knows? Who knows? But he's I'm working sure for the Cutcliffe SEC. doesn't know what that job does. <laughs> Our buddy Sam from uh, Westlife Pirates... Uh, told me that, you know, he could still be an analyst and, and probably still do this job. I don't know that the SEC would allow him to work for the SEC and be an analyst for Alabama or Georgia. I think there's... Oh, there's sure a com- would. It's a conflict well, of interest. Just the other bit. way. <laughs> you think they give a shit about conflicts of interest when it comes to one of their prestigious schools? It, probably not. Probably not. That's, uh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Um... I'll tell you why I think Georgia would be number one on my board is Texas, it, you know there's always something kind of crazy going on over there. Alabama, you don't know how long Nick Saban is going to hang around. Uh, and at Georgia, they have not had a like a really, really good quarterback. So, I, you know, if I'm if I know that I'm a good quarterback and I know that there's skill talent there and I know that the offensive line and defensive line are going to be good, like, that's the place to go. I mean, I feel like Georgia is the most sturdy team uh, outside of Alabama, and I think they're even more sturdy than Alabama because of Saban's age. So, if I was Arch Manning, yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to go somewhere where my uncles have already played. 
right? Because that's just way too much to live up to. Uh, Georgia just won a national championship without a good offense, right? And that's, I know Georgia fans that watch this are going to be like, yeah, we had a good offense. It was really efficient last year. Look, Stetson Bennett was not a great quarterback. Arch Manning is a great quarterback, at least from what we have seen thus far. So that's the way that I would go with that. Um, but I, you, you got any more thoughts on that topic before we move off of it? Well, my biggest thought is, is if my mentality would be to go, I'm not going somewhere where they just won a bunch of championships. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to be the first. Like, like that's just okay. or, or, or the first in a long time. Like if he chooses Texas and he's the guy that brings Texas back, like they go into the SEC and he wins a national championship at Texas, like that's a big, big deal. Like, I'm not going to Alabama. I'm not going to Ohio State. I'm not going to Clemson. I'm not going to Georgia. I'm not going to a blue blood that that just that wins all the time. I'm not going to a place where the deck is stacked and I have every benefit in the world. I'm not going to a place where that's probably going to be the best roster I ever play on if I have NFL aspirations. That's, I'm not a, doing that's that. a good point. Because that doesn't actually prepare you for the next level. Yeah, all those guys from those schools get drafted. And then check in with me in five years and see how many are still in the league. And if they are in the league, let's see how good they are in the league. That's a it's a very valid point. When all your greatest highlight reels are from when you were in college and you've been in the NFL for three or four years, that's a problem, Keith. Yeah, I don't think so you're no, wrong. I'm not I'm not picking any of those schools if I have those aspirations. I'm not doing. Yeah, no, I it you you do make a lot of sense. You do make a lot of sense. Uh, if he's going somewhere where the stack is decked. I think Georgia would make the most sense. Peyton went to Tennessee. Tennessee wasn't a juggernaut. Tennessee wasn't a monster. Peyton made him that. Yes. Eli went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss never been a juggernaut. They weren't even a juggernaut when he was there. They were super competitive. <laughs> and they were really good. And they almost won the SEC West. But that's that's it. With, with, so to uh, say I can't go to one of those places, which hey, I know he's not going to either of those places, but I'm just yeah. saying. No, like to say, well, those are off the board because my uncles went there and I can't do what they did. Oh. You mean you can't win a national title at Tennessee because Peyton didn't do that? You mean you can't win the SEC West at Ole Miss because Eli never did that? True. What, what are you talking about? True. No, no, you're not wrong. So, so he could go. He could go anywhere, and I have a feeling he's going to pick one of these big boy schools because that's what we've talked here. Now, just take the easiest path to success. That's it. That's all people are going to remember is how many rings you got. And yeah. if you flail out in the NFL, who cares? Because our family doesn't need the money, so it won't matter. You'll yeah. get a great TV deal somewhere because that's what we do. Because we're great on TV. His uh, his and NIL deals in college are going to be absurd. Just absolutely. No, see, they might not be because his mom and dad don't need the money, and so he might they might not want him to be obligated to do all of these extracurricular things outside of work, outside of school. Hey, you got a point there. Because you those NIL deals they come with strings. All right, but oh, yeah. those guys are doing work for them. You're showing up at car dealerships and you're shaking hands and you're kissing babies. All right, you're putting in time kissing people's ass and waving to the folks. Okay, and that's something the Mannies have never really done, and they damn sure never done it for months. Oh yeah, no, you you are so right so, about so, that. So I disagree with you on the NIL deals. Now he might get a couple of commercials. That's a little different though, and I don't oh, know yeah. that his family's gonna going to really want to be a part of all of that at his age. I will I will say this. The options will be endless. Now, whether that's or not right. he takes those, now that's a whole different that's deal. Right. Now, that's, 
That's yeah. a different conversation. Exactly. But 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 I but I I know that his family is letting him make this decision, and this is not my hate because I have no hatred for Georgia. I just don't like them. But but I don't I don't have any hate. like it's not Ohio State. It's not Alabama. Right. I, I just I I would not pick that because because they just won. And so if you go there and you win, you're 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 in the same. People are going to put you in the same pantheon as Stetson Bennett. And if you don't win, they're going to say, "Damn, Stetson Bennett won. You didn't." <laughs> like that's the problem. Yeah, it kind of it but holds if, you up. But to if a, he picks, but if I'm you pick you. one of these other schools, and you can even go to a good school, you go to a really good school. Like let's, and I'm not saying that you, but because they just won, you know. But like if he chose Texas, if he chose Oklahoma, if he chose Arkansas, if he chose, you know, I mean, you know Arkansas, if you go to a big school. But if he chose a big brand school that hadn't won in a long, long time, then yeah, then yeah. you get to put your mark on that school. That's a that's a very good point. He might go join uh, Sam Pittman over in Arkansas. You know? well, I, I would say this: that would, I would if he's not going to Baton Rouge, which he's not. That would be if I got to pick the school, it would either be Arkansas or Auburn. Yeah, okay. because you're taking two places that have been really low recently but they have crazy fan bases and they're really fun when they're good that's a that's a valid point valid point i think uh arkansas is a lot of fun which uh we're going to talk about sam Pittman here in just a second we got three more topics that we're going to hit let's go on and, and knock them out right quick let's burn through them von miller signed with the bills last week i didn't even see it because we were uh, obviously you and i both were out of town last week um first off it was a six-year 120 million dollar deal uh, he said, uh, let's see, da, 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 da. Uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler pulled back the curtain on what led him to Buffalo. Uh, he said, in breaking down how Miller to Buffalo came to be, the report from the former worldwide leader says two other factors played a big part. The first was the team's roster, and it said namely one guy, and that's quarterback Josh Allen. Uh, Buffalo managed to produce a top-ranked defense despite one missing ingredient, a dominant rusher off the edge, that was intriguing to Miller. Also, the fact that quarterback Josh Allen is 25 years old and under contract for the next seven years in Buffalo was appealing. Now, remember, Miller signed a contract extension in Denver as Peyton Manning was on his way out. Miller never got back to the playoffs until the Rams traded for him. That wore on him. Uh, it said the Bills Mafia also got a shout-out. Uh, Miller was a huge fan of playing in front of Buffalo fans. He said Bills fans are intense, which Miller loved, with the pageantry reminding him of College Station from his Texas A&M days. Plus, the Bills really wanted this to happen and weren't going to lose out on him again. Miller got the impression during the process the Bills had tried to trade for him in the past, possibly during last year's trade deadline as the Rams acquired him. When Miller became a free agent, Buffalo quietly applied a full-court press knowing Los Angeles would be aggressive in trying to re-sign him. Now, uh, he's, he's only now a free agent for the first time in his career. Like Miller revealed it wasn't the first time he envisioned himself playing in Buffalo. Uh, this was... This is pretty awesome. Um, and now, looking looking at all of this, he chose Buffalo, etc. What I have not seen is nobody has said anything about Aaron Donald. What was Von Miller not one of like he was the first guy that was named when Aaron Donald said, "Yeah, if we bring back everybody, I'm going to be back next year." And he mentioned Von Miller specifically. Now that obviously ain't happening. I'm curious your thoughts here. Like, have you seen anything about this? Do, does anybody know where Aaron Donald is? Has he retired yet? What, <laughs> like, what do we got going on? No. I, you know, I, I'm sure he's still going to play and he's still going to compete. 
Um, and and that's that. So, do you? Uh, I don't know. Tell me, do you like the the Miller two Buffalo deal? Yeah, I think I think he fits perfectly in that defense. Like having a having an edge rusher that they haven't had, I think really helps them out. Uh, and everything he said is 100% right. I mean, think about this. Josh Allen got a seven-year deal. He's only 25 years old. Uh, he's going to be there. Like, Von Miller won't have to worry about not making playoffs again. Like, I, I really think that. Buffalo is going to be good for a long, long time. And, you know, I mean, obviously we'll see what happens now that they don't have Brian Dable. But I still think, like, Josh Allen has been developed. You're going to be good on offense and defense for a long time. So long as Sean McDermott's the coach. Like, I think this is a massive, massive move for the Bills. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're one of, like, two or three teams that, that I would fully expect to be in the Super Bowl next year. Like, you kind of feel the same way. Yeah. That, uh, that is what I like. That is what I like. All right. Uh, we've got two more here. First one. Tennessee dating advice for a guy on Vols Quest. Now, i got to read this off to you. All right, I, I hope that you're ready for this. <laughs> uh, this guy said, Long story short, I matched with a girl from Sweetwater on Bumble. We went out on a few dates. Things have uh, been going really well. Last week, she broke the news to me that she was still legally married, but the divorce will go through soon. Do I wait until the divorce is final or keep talking to her like normal? Her ex-husband is an MMA fighter from Linear City, so I'm kind of on the fence about what to do. What would you do, Christopher Giannini? Uh, I would... This is going to sound really shitty. Really, <laughs> really shallow. I would walk away from the relationship completely. I ain't dating somebody with... Look, I, I steered clear of a lot of baggage when I chose my spouse. Um, I, ain't, I ain't dating somebody who used to be married to... To, to somebody who fights people with his fist for a living. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just not. Listen, there's a lot of fish out in the sea, and and I'm one of these people that do not believe that there is a perfect person out there for everybody. I think love is a choice, okay? And I think I would choose someone else. That's kind of the direction that I would go. I, it, this one, is not a get into it soon. Yeah, like this is this is not like they've been dating for uh, for months, like and they've started to to plan the future, right? This is we've yeah. gone out on a few dates, things have been going well, right? Like at this point, like yeah, okay, you're not divorced yet, which could mean any number of things. She said the divorce will go through soon. Uh, there was another guy that commented on this on uh, on the message board said it's been my experience that when they claim they're quote getting divorced, they're actually a long ways from getting divorced. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of things can change in that. A lot of things can change in that. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is – and, and if she's and if she's already dipping the toe out in something else, and this goes for guys, too. We're, we're not immune to this. It's not just all of women. But but if they're already dipping the toe in something else before they're fully out of the other pool, uh, that is a real good chance they're going to do that same thing to you. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, as soon, as soon as you start, you know, leaving your shit around the house or whatever and, you know, pissing them off and doing little things that they don't like instead of talking to you about instead of working on the relationship they're just going to start looking for the next guy and once they find the next guy then they'll leave the guy they got yep and, and like I said could be the same could be the same for guys and girls like the other way it doesn't matter 
Nobody, nobody's got a, a patent on this, all right? It could be any of <laughs> The ex-husband so, being an MMA fighter uh, ooh, and, and still yeah, living in no. the same city, like, nah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not doing it. Nope, I'm out. I'm out I'm not doing on that. I'm, I'm, yeah, nope, I'm just, I'm just not. That, that, that sounds like a bad, bad deal. Bad idea. Oh, I, got, yes. I got a whole book of bad ideas. That's in there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like, I, I've, I've been through uh, some similar situations. You know, none of them an actual MMA fighter, but some big bad dudes that have wanted to break me uh, because I did not know that their girl uh, or ex-girl or whatever uh, was their ex-girl. So, like I've I've uh, I've taken baseball bats around when uh, when I used to play shows and whatnot back in the day. I mean, all kind of stuff, man. It it got bad there for a little while back in the day. Uh, let's uh, let's. Well, I mean, up. look, if you were a coxman back in the day, and 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 and, and things happen. You can't. You're just gonna take somebody for their word, okay? I'm well, checking yeah. IDs to make sure people are of age because nowadays, you know, you, you, you got. Of course, when you're 20, especially nowadays, 12 year olds look like they're 25. So, so oh, yeah. that's that's the only that's the only papers I'm checking, right? But like, if yeah. you're not wearing any jewelry, if I don't know, then I gotta just assume you're. We're just two exactly. adults having a good time, you know, getting into some trouble together. That's fine. But if there's somebody at home that might want to come murder me after this, that's on you, not on me. <laughs> I used to get uh, Facebook messages and all kind of stuff from guys that were ready to murder me, and and well, I had no that's idea because you were you were you were popular and you were single at a at a at a at a later age. Yeah, yeah, that was probably a lot to do with it. Probably a lot to do. Yeah, with I, it. I did away with all those things quickly. Keep me out of trouble. Yeah, Look, I thought we thought we start this show off early. Now, listen, you don't get a face like this without being lucky, all right? Now you get to having to get beating in. That's all I got to work with. <laughs> all right, let's close out with this one. You see, uh, you see Sam Pittman's new statue. I did, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I kind of want one. That's it, it, you want the same one. I, I, I love it. I, I'm gonna tell you this. So my daughter. Hey, hey, hold on. Before you get into this story, let me let me tell everybody that doesn't know what we're talking about. Uh, well, they can just Google. <laughs> Sam Pittman got a new statue of it. It looks like the slobbering hog from the 1994 uh, basketball team at Arkansas. It is a Razorback, and it is at his home in Hot Springs, it's a water Arkansas. Water feature out by his lake. Yes, it is. Okay, and it is beautiful, beautiful. All right, it's go ahead water, with the water uh, dribbles out of the mouth. So, uh, at, towards the, the end of college football season last year, my daughter was watching some games with me, and she's finally starting to get in. I, I think she just wants to do this because she likes spending time with me, which makes me feel good. Um, and she was like, how do I pick teams that I like? And I said, well, I said, you'll get made fun of for this, but I said, I think it's fun to have teams that have fun mascots. And I showed her a couple of fun mascots. I showed her a couple of, like, ridiculous mascots. And I was like, see, you don't want to be cheering for this team and then this guy show up. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm with him, but I really am not proud of that. And so <laughs> I talked to her about how important I think it is for live mascots. Now, I know the PETA people of the world are going to hate my guts right now. That's okay. Um, we, we probably don't get along very well. But anyway, um, I like live mascots. Showed her pictures of Mike and his beautiful cage and, and, and situation and, and Baton Rouge. Uh, I, I, I'm not a Texas fan, but I, I love Bebo. My favorite mascot in the country is Ralphie. I love that big ass buffalo, and uh, and, and and so I, I we talked about that, and she really liked Tusk. Now Tusk, the live version of Tusk is ugly as sin. 
And I think that's why she liked him. It's one of those situations where you love the ugly dog from the pound. He he's he's ugly as hell. But she liked Tusk a lot. And and I guess her liking him, I I like him. You know, I think he's, he's yeah. a fun mascot. Nobody else has a razorback. Nobody else is a big ass hog. So anyway. So she likes the hogs. <laughs> she, come on now. Come on now. That's oh, we're I wouldn't. I wouldn't make it a joke. Studio. I wouldn't make. <laughs> we're in a big ass studio. Somebody make a drop out of that. Then <laughs> we had to fight. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. No, I'm just thinking of the fact that you're an LSU fan. And if she's gonna be an Arkansas fan, that could get a. That well, could get dicey. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be dicey. It wouldn't be dicey. Listen, there's only like four places in the world where she'd be thrown out of the family if she goes to, and they both know that. By the way, both oh, yeah. my kids fully understand. I'll, I'll give you a story about hatred in my family. Okay, this is how mature I am. All right, we are in Disney World. We're going through the Laugh Factory, which is a uh, a little little place in Magic Kingdom where they do the the Monsters Inc. jokes. Yeah. Okay, and and somebody there in the audience said they're from Alabama, and some white trash lady on the other side of the room is like, "What well, that <laughs> And my youngest daughter said, "Alabama," and I looked at her and I gave her this nasty look. And she said, "Oh, that's the one we hate." And I was like. <laughs> Out, out of the fa- out of the family. I was like, "You are buying dinner yourself tonight." Like I am done. And she got sad, walking out of that store. She said, or that, "Whatever you would call it." And she held my hand. She said, "Daddy, if I punch an Alabama fan in the balls, will that get me back in the family?" I said, "Baby, <laughs> that gets you to the top of the family. You're That's now above mama. That is unbelievable. You're in. You're in, you're in forever. <laughs> Let's find one right now. Let's just slap him right in the face." My God, that's the things you were teaching your daughter. Unbelievable, unbelievable. That's right. That's right. That's, and, that's right. I, and I, I come over to your house. I, can't I think it. it's important. You better be careful. Be I careful know because she hasn't. She hasn't done it yet, but she owes me one punch of the ball. Uh, so I'm gonna have to be send, careful every time I come you, over. You send your brother over. You send your brother over first. Kyle, <laughs> go, go look at Chris's computer real quick. He need he needs some help. Yeah, he needs <laughs> he needs some help with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go over there, Kyle? <laughs> I think it's important to teach them about. Proper hatred, because hatred is something we got to deal with. Oh, yes. And and if you hate people for the religion or for who they love or how they were born, like, that makes you an asshole, right? Like, that's like Agreed. a big asshole. But you can totally hate people for the choices they make. Yeah. Hate the people. Hate me because all I do is eat meat, okay? <laughs> like, like, I get that. I deserve <laughs> that because that conflicts with their morals, and that's a choice I have made. I deserved it. I earned it. I did. You don't just hate me because because I'm a dude. You don't just hate me because I'm white. You don't just hate me because of you. Know, you hate me because of the choice that I made. And I think it's important to teach kids it's okay to hate somebody <laughs> for the choice. My my question on this was which statue would you build in your backyard? But I think we got enough. I think Tusk is cooler than Mike. I, I think I, so I, too. I, 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 to, to be truthful. I really like it. I really do like it. I, I do, too. I think it's a really cool statue. I don't know how I'd make Mike, like, water coming out of him. That that might be weird for a tiger, but it's, somehow it's not for a for a big-ass hog. For a hog, I, yeah. I guess. And, and I kind of like the idea that I get to say, hey, come to my house. Look at my big-ass hog. Like, <laughs> you know, get a little dick joke thrown in there. <laughs> I like it. You know Pittman's got to be throwing that one around, right? Oh, no, there's there's – Zero doubt. Zero doubt. Unbelievable. Hey, by the way, Casey jumped okay. in, said Providence uh, defeats Purdue in the championship. 
He said, uh, or Purdue over Kansas if Kansas wins tomorrow. Um, and then he jumped in and said, Chiefs are locked to win the Super Bowl. Book it. Yeah, I'm not hey, booking. Casey. I'm not booking that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not booking any of that. I'm not booking we love any you, of Casey. That. We love you, Casey. But, I miss you though. Yes. I miss you. He used to bother me all the time on Twitter. Now he doesn't even talk to me anymore. He yeah, got too big shot for me. Well, we we stopped. Uh, we stopped doing as many of the live shows. You know. Yeah, that's probably true. So I think uh, I could still be your Twitter friend. You could still say stuff to me on Twitter. I do agree with that. Still around. I do I agree with that. <laughs> You love me every six months, and then uh, leave me the other six months. Well, that's the way it goes. What's that about? That's the way. He probably anyway. needs to get with you on some baseball bets. No, I'm not going to gamble a lot on baseball. I'm just going to watch the shit out of it, though. God, <laughs> I miss it. I'm so ready. Hey, we're getting close. We're going to be talking it next week. We're, we're going to talk yeah. next week. I'm pretty excited. All right. when, hey, opening, All right. day is, opening day is what? April 7th or April? Oh, I have no idea now that it's changed. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know the date. I know it's in April, um, and I need to find that out. We will figure that out before next week. Uh, Casey said, I've right. been busy. I missed you guys. <laughs> All right. As All long right. as you miss me, it makes you feel better. I'm getting out of here. I Be good, you. buddy. Appreciate I'll talk to you, you later. All right. Love you, bud. Bye. Bye. All right. So that is going to end today's show. We certainly appreciate all of you for jumping in. You guys have been fantastic per the usual. Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. All that good stuff. We would certainly appreciate that. Head over to BetUSTV.com. You can find my stuff over there. My how-to gamble on sports videos for BetUS. You can find those there. And, of course, the BetUS College Football Show will be coming up very, very soon. So go ahead and check that one out as well. Make sure you are subscribed where you need to be subscribed. It's all in the description. You can find it at winningcureseverything.com as well. With that said, enjoy the Sweet 16 games tonight and on Friday night. We certainly, certainly hope that you guys win all of your bets. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and we hope all your tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.